Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. In this podcast episode, we're looking at an intriguing cafe in regional New South Wales. This property presents a potentially interesting investment for those who are more able to absorb some risk for a higher cash flow. So find out how Helen discovered this property and how she would approach its potential, the offer and the deal, and also for whom this type of property might be a good fit. Oh, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's always good to be back. Yeah, I know we have um, a really interesting case study here. There's a uh, a property out in regional New South Wales that you happen to come across um, and you're saying that it's, you know, for the right price or the right deal, it could could make a really interesting um, investment. So walk us through it. It's in uh, Narandra, uh, New South Wales, and I'm just looking at the photos. It's this gorgeous, um, rustic, very quirky but um, appealing cafe uh, so tell us a bit more about it because I know you like to go and test things out as well and, you know, try their food and their coffee. Really, really interested to hear more about this one. Well, this is a really interesting one. And, and again, the reason I, I bring these case studies through and, and talk to people about it is because, I mean, this property wouldn't suit everybody. But um, for certain people, it will be the absolutely the right type of property. Um, also, um, for also, what I like about it is that it's like the gem in a town you would never really think about. <laughs> um, and the reason I went there was because it comes, you know, Narendra is inland from Wagga. So it's regional, we're talking about regional New South Wales, but we're talking quite regional. We're talking, um, taking an alternative path from Albury through to Narendra to West Wylon to Parks. Um, to Forbes and to Parks and coming through, you know, Bathurst, Orange, back into Sydney. So we're looking mm. at an alternative route or coming back into Sydney where the traditional one is people get on the freeway and they go Sydney, um, they go Sydney, they go to Goulburn, they, you know, they go down to, um, they go past Wagga, sometimes they might stop by, you know, sometimes they won't, then they'll go straight to Albury. You know, that's mm. the, the common path. This is sort of the, the, the detour. <laughs> and this town has about 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so for most people go, oh, look, you know, it's not. And, and normally if it's your first and only commercial property, I would not say this be where you start yeah. and it would not be the only one you want to own in your whole portfolio yeah. because that would be too risky. I mean, yeah. but if you have a few or you plan that this is a journey um, that you're going to, you know, buy this one and then buy another one in the next, you know, six months or a year, then absolutely this is the right one for then you you know you can definitely look at this one for you to start with okay. and the reason I like about this is that it's very interesting um most of the time um people sort of go past and go oh you know what do I do when I look at a small town often there's only one or two properties in a small town like this that is absolutely worth buying apart from that the others aren't <laughs> <laughs> and it's very very easy to get burnt 
in a small town like this. So it's one of those things you got to be really careful when you go to a small town. And um, the interesting thing about it is that this town actually has one supermarket, which is Coles. Um, it used to be part of an old hardware store. Um, used to be the old Holden dealership. It's had many, many changes. Right. And then they also had an IGA further up the road, which was sold, you know, about five years ago in a Burgess Lawson auction. Um, and, you know, then the tenant vacated, you know, they're on a 10-year lease. It's just turned into a, just a giant white elephant. Mm -hmm. um, and this is another thing, one of those things I sort of I, I want to highlight is that sometimes when you, you get in the craze of auctions, you get in the craze of things, you bid on something that is in something like this and you just know that the town's not going to support it. Yeah. And so for me, it's sort of about... Um, I have to, if I was going to recommend this property, I really would have had to visit the town. I would have had been there, stayed overnight, gone for a walk, gone and seen a couple of um, agents and, and really then worked out if this is something a town we want to invest in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's really figuring that, that out. And with this town, I mean, this this property is probably one of the only properties that's worth that's worth buying. <laughs> it's it's really interesting because um, one of the things that we notice that we're in when we're in Sydney, Melbourne, or any of the metro areas, like Brisbane, or anywhere, is that you go to a cafe. There's a huge cafe culture, totally. And most of the time, you know, you get your great coffees, you get your homemade slices, um, you get your um, you get your sort of smash avocados and you get your patties, all of this other stuff. Um, and they charge anywhere from $18 to $24 for a meal. Yes. Um, these cafes are usually in pretty good locations in the main street. Um, and they, they're paying anywhere from fifty to sometimes even $90,000 in rent. Mm. And they're not huge spaces, right? No. So they kind of are charging that because that's what they need. Um, but just imagine if you were charging exactly the same price but your rent is now $20,000 a year. <laughs> That's a huge difference, isn't it? That's a huge difference, isn't it? Yeah. And, but so, and so the cafe owner gets to, they have um, great margins on their on their coffee and their, their produce that they're offering. Yes, Even, they've got great, yeah. great margins. And also in a small town, you realise that, you know, your staff are extremely stable. Because they're really not going anywhere. There's not that many employers. They usually are very local. Yeah. Um, and your staff cost is not that expensive. You know, if you're in Sydney, you're paying um, Sydney prices for staff. That's here right. in a regional yes. town, you're paying regional yes. staff. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yep. So he's yeah. The, so the cafe owners' overheads are quite low, um, and yet the uh, income is is really steady. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Well, and the reason, sort of, it, it's really interesting so, in the photo is to see it's quite a large space with additional spaces and lots of um, seating options for um, for guests. So there's a lot of room for their clientele. Yeah. So what I um. What we went to there and did was we went there and had a um, – we went through it as an inspection. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then through that inspection, the next day, I stayed overnight in the town. So we wandered around the town, saw what's open in that in the evening. Then the next day, went over to the – went over and had a brunch there and spoke to the owners and had a chat to them about what's going on, um, how they're going as a business and how they – 
you know, how is everything tracking along and whether they were affected by COVID or not. Um, so what, and what we, was their um, reply? What, their so reply was, well, they had five staff before mm -hmm. COVID. Now they're down to three. The husband mm -hmm. manages himself um, and, like, he works in the business. His wife is there part-time because she's actually an interior designer, so she mm -hmm. actually has other jobs. Um, and the um, and the thing is they turn over shy, just shy of a million dollars, that, wow. that little cafe. Wow. And you think, well, if you did that in Sydney, which is your common cafe in Sydney, mm. um, you but your wages and overheads are so much more higher. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm surprised they get that turnover from a small yeah. town. That, that's, you know, that's really good. Yeah, very strong income from a small township. That's just a surprise it's to a, me. It's an absolute, like, yeah. For, I mean, like, if you are, it's not that hard to become the best in the town and for people to you know for people locals to come and you know to come and eat there all the time um for people to catch up for coffee there and also for pe people who have a little bit of tourism um that's sure. probably been one of the things that's been hit with them is people not traveling through that but mm -hmm. you know as more, more people get on the road they stop by um this is one of those towns you stop people will have lunch there or they'll um they'll go okay we'll just have a brief afternoon tea or morning tea sure yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I think it's really interesting because if you are looking at a town and you're thinking of a small town, you're thinking of investing in a small town, um, there are these little gems you can pick up. But the the main thing to remember is that you've got to get your yield. So a property like this at eight percent or seven percent won't work. Um, right. You know that so the cafe is your sole tenant, and that in the future there will always be a cafe. It'll probably be a um, you'll probably always be, this tenant probably be there in the future and they'll probably just end up selling it in the future as well mm. to someone else. Mm -hmm. So um, for you, I would personally, if I was buying this property, I would go in there and I would help the tenants out. I think they want a new air conditioning unit, I'll do that. Um, I would like to help them really um, refurbish the back of the property a bit more Okay. Yep. Um, so that they can... Um, they can really get the back of the property, um, add more seating to the back of the property. Mm -hmm. um, Was I there really like, like a courtyard or something at the back? Or yeah, there is a courtyard at the space? back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I really like to do that for them. Um, I like to help them increase more seating to get them, you know, into a, even get, you know, help them with their turnover up a bit more um, so that, you know, they can sign, you know, longer leases. Okay. And, and ultimately that's that's sort of where you know, the, the, the vendor currently hasn't done anything for them. So, you know, they've done almost everything themselves. So they've been a bit unhappy about that, but they, they've sort of happy to sign a new lease if, um, if, we, if we just did a few things for them. And I think That's that good. absolutely you, you need to, with, with something like this, if you look after your tenant, your tenants will actually be there for a long time. Yeah, I, I think that is the crux of it, isn't it? And, and the fact that you're having open dialogue already um, to find out exactly what it is they want and need. So could we go over some of the numbers? Um, I'm just reading in its description. It actually says it's a cafe, florist and homeware store. Um, was it actually operating as a florist as well or was it just more the cafe and bits and pieces? Uh, so it's just the it's actually a gift shop at the front and, oh, okay. a, um, and a cafe at the back. So okay. it's a bit of a blended thing. Nice. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah. and so, I'm saying here, like the tenant's been there for over nine years, but they're currently on a month-to-month -month, um, rental. 
Yes, and the reason they were on that is because they decided that because Avindo hasn't done anything for them, that they were not going to sign a lease. They're basically having a strike. So they said, we've done everything mm-hmm. and all we've asked for is now just an aircon. But an aircon. All we want is, you know, have an aircon. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? It, it? Sometimes you have to wonder at, you know, some of, some of the mentality of landlords, some landlords. But, you know, yeah, and ter- especially if they've – and they've been there for over nine years. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think for, for you and, and your your um, clients and, and students, it would be a no-brainer to say, yeah, let's, you know, let's look at signing a longer lease and, you know, let's take care of you and give you what, you know, some of those things, you very basic things that you are asking for. So at the moment it's listed, I'm seeing here it's listed for $275,000, which is a really nice entry point, um, you know, for a, a smaller property. It, and it's returning, it says here, growth of $24,663, no, net because the outgoings are currently paid by the landlord. How would you approach all of that once you've, you know, helped them with the back and, you know, put put the new air conditioning in? What sort of approach would you have in terms of signing up a new lease with someone like this, Helen? Um, I think with the tenant that um, – with someone – with a tenant like this, I would definitely – uh, try to see if we can get you know even an extra thousand or so out of them per year, and then put a rental in, a good in, rental increase in per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would try to do a few more works. It'd probably be another ten or twenty thousand I want like to spend on that premise over the next mm-hmm. twelve to twenty four months to help them really uh, make that a beautiful property. It's already a beautifully fitted out property. It's just the stuff at the back, you know, the gutters that need to be done. There's the garden needs to sort of you know some pavers need to be relined, you know, just some things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So we're not look, talking I, huge amounts of money. It's just, you know, ten or $20,000 um, on that, you yeah, know, within that. Yeah, and, and 275 even for that small town, is probably a little bit high because it's netting at the moment at twenty. Um, so 20000 after all expenses. Sorry, um, yes, that's right. It was a gross oh, – I'm sorry, I got myself all, all, all twisted. It was a gross return of just over 24000 and there's roughly yeah. – 4000 plus, yeah, um, in expenses. So, as you said, yep. netting about 20000 So where would you like to see it sit? Um, I think it would. It should somewhere sit no more than 220000 if it's mm-hmm. still going to be at 20000 I mean, it's a huge drop, but remember, in a regional town, um, there's not going to be any capital growth. No. So especially this one here, um, it's got no capital growth. You have to go for the yield play. Yeah. Yep. So you just have to be hard-nosed about that price, especially, and sorry, sorry, would you offer around the 220 knowing you've got another 10 to 20 to spend or would you try and squeeze it down even further to cover that? I think you start off the offer at 200 and see yeah. what you can, what you can yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, great. That's really, really insightful um, and absolutely fascinating that there are little gems like this sort of, you know, tucked away in, in some regional centres, as you said, as long as, it fits with someone's criteria, their risk profile, what they're looking for to gain in terms of, you know, um, output from an asset. Uh, so, um, yeah, there, there are opportunities out there at those price points um, if people are willing to look into what the tenant needs and how, how things can be renegotiated in terms of the deal. Really interesting. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I look, it, again, 
this is to stress out that if it's a part of a whole overall portfolio, then absolutely, then this is um, something to consider. But if you're one and only and you're expecting capital growth in the next few years out of this property, then this is not the right one for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks once again. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to uh, more case studies and some more insights on our next podcast. Thanks, Ellen. All good. Thank you. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on helentarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the next podcast.